Our episode today is a little different. We have some research and observations to share about female leaders and strategic thinking skills that are quite curious and we need some help settling. We invite all listeners to adopt a Sherlock Holmes mentality to see if we might collectively find more answers. Welcome to the 90th percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna Corrin, and joining me today is my friend and leadership expert, Jack Sanger. A few months ago, we shared our research of how female leaders generally outperform their male counterparts on most leadership competencies. However, they are not perceived by their managers, peers, and others as being as adept at strategic thinking skills. This is an area where, on average, and early in their careers, male leaders perform much better. But then something strange happens. This wide gap between women and men in perceived strategic thinking skills begins to vanish by age 50. The difference is gone. Women are suddenly considered equally as good at strategic thinking. And we want to understand why this is happening. So Jack, how about you lay out the bare bones of the case for us? Well, we do not fully understand why this phenomenon occurs, nor the clear way to resolve it. Stepping back a bit, there are some background facts that our listeners should understand. First, past research confirms that strategic thinking is one of the few traits or behaviors that separates senior executives from those in the middle or lower levels. Indeed, it is the most powerful one. Secondly, women are seriously underrepresented in the senior ranks of business leaders. While probably not the only reason for their underrepresentation in senior ranks, we believe that this is a factor and we seek to understand why this difference occurs and more importantly, how it might be resolved. I recently heard it said that we are currently living in the inclusivity era. And that is very true. There has been a dramatic shift and organizations a lot of them are really trying to seek greater diversity and gender equality and are looking for ways to promote belonging. However, a Harvard Business Review article said that there are more U.S. companies that have a CEO named John than there are companies with a female CEO. That was about 4.1% that have CEOs that are women. But since that was reported, there's been a little improvement um, because it was reported that there are 41 women chief executives in the Fortune 500 companies. So now female leadership amounts to about 8.1% there. So at least in the Fortune 500 companies, we've beat out the Johns of the world, but we still have a ways to go. Yes, and... and this disparity is critical to understand, not only for the sake of fostering more inclusive work environments, but also when considering the shortage of qualified leadership. As our economy moves out from under the struggles of our pandemic, there will be a growing leadership shortage. Hmm. 
imagine if we were able to recruit leaders from a pool that is two times bigger. We would be getting more diverse talent. Women bring in an ex extremely valuable perspective into management thinking. That's a great point, Jack. But um, like a mid-level accounting manager, they, they can be effective and not be strategic in their thinking. But an effective senior executive, uh, they, they really can't. Um, this large gap between males and females and strategic thinking abilities has to be addressed or women aren't even going to be invited to come to the pool party because strategic thinking is often the most powerful skill to lift individuals into their higher management roles. If a woman is not likely to embody this competency early in her career, she is going to be overlooked. Exactly. And, and now, once again, this is not about peers' perceptions that women do not have what it takes to be good leaders. We consistently find in our research that women are more effective than men on 13 out of the 19 competencies that we measure. However, the two where men are perceived as being more competent are strategic perspective and technical acumen. Now, this is neither an anomaly, nor is it the point that we find most perplexing. What is strange is this. Strategic thinking and age seem to be related for women, or to put it more bluntly, women only start excelling at strategic thinking later in their lives. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking at the graph measuring strategic perspective, comparing men and women by age group, and it shows that our millennial friends ages 25 to 35, men's um, scores range in the 46th percentile and women are at the 43rd percentile overall. And while those numbers seem really close, they are statistically significant. And guess what happens for the next 15 years? Both groups just stay right there. And then in their 50s, women get tired of men and start telling them that their ideas aren't so great. <laughs> Just kidding. But we finally see this big shift in the 50 to 60 age group that now they're both scoring at about the 45th, yeah, 45th, 46th percentile. But honestly, it took 30 years to close that gap. And that's too long. Furthermore, our research found that this pattern of increasing capability with age is really quite unusual. There is only one other example of age being a factor in the development of a valued trait or behavior that I know of. The curious elements that surround this mystery are these. The element of time and the fact that women start their career with this disadvantage of not being perceived as competent in strategic thinking. You know, just imagine two runners on a racetrack engaged in a hundred yard dash and one has a starting position that's 20 yards behind the other. What causes women to start from behind in this particular competency? Is it cultural? You know, does society create this environment in which women are not encouraged or expected to deal with the bigger picture macro issues or to think longer term versus shorter term? Is it genetic? Uh, is there something about strategic thinking that comes easier to men than women? By the way, there is some growing evidence that men's brains and women's brains 
are wired differently. Yeah. Um, men's brains do not have as many connections between the two, you know, the right side and the left side. And it may, hmm. it may allow them to be more lateral in their thinking, which may help in, in, in strategic thinking. Uh, is it simply exposure and experience? Are men given more experiences and, and opportunities to talk about strategic issues earlier in their career than women? Who knows? These are all really powerful questions, and some of them might seem a little shocking. And honestly, people have very, very different answers to them based on their culture and experiences in different industries and workplaces. You post this study on LinkedIn a few months ago, and you got a lot of different responses ranging from unconscious bias to underrepresentation, and that women really are strategic thinkers, but people just aren't seeing it. There was a really thorough study that was done with a large multinational firm where women were underrepresented in upper management, and they wanted to figure out why. So they tracked all of the communications for hundreds of employees across all levels for about four months. Some of them were even given sociometric badges to track their in-person behavior. So they really went the extra mile. After they collected all the data, they found no difference in behaviors among men and women. So the theories of women not being invited to the boys club or not getting the face time with upper management, at least in this organization, didn't hold up. The famous arguments out there to lean in women, um, they might be missing the bigger picture. In the article, they said that gender inequality is due to bias, not real differences in behavior. The data implies that gender differences may not lie in how women act, but in how people perceive their actions. And we've seen the same thing happen in Zanger Folkman's data as well. I, I want to remind listeners, this study is not us saying that we think women are not as strategic. This comes from assessments of hundreds of thousands of direct reports who are analyzing their leaders that they work with on a daily basis. And it is they who do not perceive their skills in strategic thinking to be as high early in their careers. I strongly believe that the first step in changing this narrative for women is to be aware of those perceptions and then find ways to break that unconscious bias. You know, Brie, I was talking with a highly capable coach who specializes in working with women and she had encountered this phenomenon of a woman not being perceived as being strategic by her colleagues. And she, she described to me what she had recommended to this woman, that she deliberately change her language a bit. That when she was in a management team meeting and a particular issue came up, that she maybe prefaced her comments by saying, well, now this is how we could make this project better aligned with our strategy. Or she would ask, how do we see this, uh, this proposal fitting in with our most important strategic initiatives? You know, when being assessed six months later by her colleagues, her changes, her, her scores changed dramatically in their perception oh. of her strategic thinking. It may be a, just a language and semantic issue in part, 
Yeah. Uh, that that is the fix. Now I mentioned earlier that there was one other trait or behavior in which women exhibit a similar pattern. It is the quality of possessing a high level of self-confidence. Our data shows that women start from a much lower point than men, but then again, as their careers progress, as time moves on, their self-confidence increases. And when they reach middle age, their confidence is approximately the same as males. Yes, yes, yes. Confidence is a huge factor in this. Our motivations for unraveling this mystery begin with seeking to level the playing field. How can we increase women's career success? What could be done to increase women's interest in and comfort with strategic thinking? Is it the language they use or the metaphors they select or the people with whom they seek to engage? Would an earlier focus on enhancing self-esteem and self-confidence assist in this process? We believe it would. We invite you to share with us your insights, experiences, perspectives on this topic. This topic is important and we believe it can be solvable. And no matter what age you are, male or female, if you are looking for some ways to improve upon your strategic thinking skills or your confidence, we have an upcoming webinar on confidence coming up and I'll be sure to include the link for that in our episode details. The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast was written and recorded by Brianna Corn and Jack Zanger and produced by Zanger Folkman with music by Pleasant Pictures. If you're interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership and coaching offerings, or would like to attend one of our monthly webinar series hosted by Jack and Joe, visit our website at zangerfolkman.com. If you like our podcast, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. And if you really, really like us, please leave us a review. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in the episode details or on our podcast page on zangerfolkman.com.